Hey, what's going on, Rooftop Nation? I got a question for you. If our dreams and goals are simple, why do we fail? I think that's a really fair question. And it's certainly a question that I ask myself all the time. And as a leadership coach, a human connection coach in both the public and private sector, I hear it all the time and I observe it in real time. So I wanna talk a little bit about that. The other day, I was having a conversation with one of my mastermind students, a guy named Brian, who's part of my T360 mastermind. And we were talking about big dreams, big goals. Because in T360, the only way you can even be in that mastermind is if you are creating or leading a movement of people that is bigger than you are to achieve a higher purpose. And Brian is certainly doing that on the law enforcement side, and I'm doing something similar in helping veterans uh, transition home from military service using storytelling, primarily through our play and our film, Last Out. So anyway, we were talking about, you know, the, the, the challenge of that. And, you know, one of the things that Brian said, he goes, you know, this type of leadership, Scott, he goes, it's very interesting. He goes, because it's simple, but it's not easy. And I said, what do you mean by that? I mean, that's a really interesting framing. I'm always interested in new ways to frame things. I said, what do you mean by that, Brian? And Brian said, well, you know, it's simple because simplicity is the absence of complexity. It's simple. But easy is the absence of effort. I thought, man, that is spot on. That is exactly what I've been wrestling with and so many things around high performance my entire life and frankly, the people that I coach and work with. We, you know, it's simple. You get that, you, you wade through the complexity, you do the deep work and you get that clarity of purpose. It's simple, you know where to go. There's an absence of complexity oftentimes around our goals, but it's not easy because the effort is actually 10X what it is to just approach something casual or a mundane, you know, run-of-the-mill objective. When we're playing at that higher level and we're trying to achieve something bigger than ourselves, the reason it's not easy is because resistance doubles down. You know, Stephen Pressfield says in his book, The War of Art, that the amount or level of resistance is directly proportional to the magnitude of what we're trying to achieve in the world. So in other words, if I decide to go up and, you know, and open up a hot dog stand out on here on 301, there's probably not going to be a lot of resistance on that. But if I try to put a film into the world that's going to help inform, validate, connect, and heal around the hard subject of war, hell yeah, there's going to be a ton of resistance. It's, sim it's simple. I know what I want to do. I want to put this film into the world, but it's not easy. So let's talk about what that means to you. I want you to think for a second about what is that overarching dream or purpose or goal that you're trying to fulfill on. And maybe it is complex right now, but that's just because it's clouded in your brain. But if you can start to get clarity around that and simplify what it is, even if it's a big, hairy, audacious goal, what is it that's stopping you? What is it that has caused you to fail in the past? Because my sense is, if you're like me, You've probably fallen short on a lot of those big goals. So what is it? What is it that causes us to, like we get this clarity and this simplicity of what we wanna do, yet we fall short. 
I think it's two primary things that I want to talk about. Actually, I'll break it down to three because I like the power of threes. I think the first one, it is resistance. The reason that even when we have simplicity on a goal, but it's not easy, is resistance with a capital R shows up. It is that negative energy, that self-sabotage that will place itself between us and that higher purpose, that goal we're trying to achieve. It is predictable. There are lots of things in this life that are not predictable. That one is predictable and it's gonna show up. So how does it manifest in your life? What does it look like? Is it apathy? Is it self-medicating? Is it oversexing? What is it? Is it, lo- is it being logical and just talking yourself out of it like I almost did that day in the theater, thinking that these gold star families don't, they don't need to see this. What is it? But it's gonna show. It's gonna show up to the party. So are you going to be able to identify that resistance and call it out and do battle with it every day anew? The second thing I believe is that there is a major goal interruption that's happening around us all the time. That's the other reason that even when it's simple, we still fail. We have such an an assault of, of distraction in our life right now. The average attention span of a human is eight seconds. We are so Uh, caught up in those dopamine dispensers that we call mobile devices and the 24-hour news cycle that, frankly, divisionist leaders have crafted to keep you distracted so that they can orient your attention exactly where they want it, and mine too. And it's the old primal molecules of dopamine and serotonin and cortisol that course through our body when those little bells and whistles go off that create that primal behavior that we can't put them down. And as a result, we bail on our goals all the time. Goal interruption is happening every few seconds. So that's another reason. And the final reason that I'll talk about is what I like to call goal meeting dissonance, GMD. Now I know that's a big phrase, but here's what I mean by it. According to Adam Ghazali in the book, The Distracted Mind, the human has a massively advanced goal-setting apparatus in this piece of hamburger between our ears. However, it's also an ancient brain in a high-tech world. And while we're able to set these complex goals like creating a film or changing how law enforcement happens or building a skyscraper, our cognitive controls of focus and attention are slightly higher than a primate. That's just one of those below the waterline truths that every human has to deal with. Our ability to set goals is very advanced. Our ability to focus our energy and attention is very primitive. And that's without all the dopamine dispensers. You add that in and you have massive goal interruption. So when you take the resistance and the goal interruption that's out there, it's, it's really, really debilitating and it's frustrating. So what can we do about it? Well, here, here, here's a few things that you can do right now. One is change your environment. Dr. Benjamin Hardy talks about this all the time in Personality as a Permanent. If you go in my garage right now in my story training lab, my connection training lab, my CTL, <laughs> you know, you're going to find all kinds of pictures of the play Last Out and of different actors, pictures of Hamilton, like things that I want this film to become. 
that I want this story to become. And they're always staring at me when I'm working out, when I'm hitting the heavy bag, when I'm doing breath work, and when I'm doing performance work or working on my story. I'm constantly looking at and visualizing what I want to become. And there's been studies that show that like 30% increase in, in goals and objectives when you create that visual acuity like that. Another thing is to implement R4, regimen, ritual, rigor, and recovery. Get a battle rhythm going that you train on mind, body, spirit, instrument, and craft every single day. Come to Rooftop Leadership Live and we'll show you how to do it. Read the Rooftop Leadership book when it comes out, we'll show you how to do it. If not that, get it somewhere, get some regimen, get some discipline in your life and how you train your mind, your body, your spirit, and do it all the time consistently. That's the best tool against resistance. And finally, is integrate your personal story of what you want to become, of what you want to live into. You see, the future and what makes humans very different in how we can set those goals for the future is the brain is a metaphorical pattern matching organ. The brain uses metaphor. This is like that. This is like that. And that is like this to make sense of the world around us. And so when we think about the future, we either pull on old narratives that are not necessarily helpful to us or we create new patterns for ourselves. So your ability to tell the story to yourself of what you're going to build, of what you're going to become, and run that story through your mind when you're doing breath work, when you're practicing guitar, when you are building your house or preparing for your career. The stories we tell ourselves while we do our four will determine how we show up when the moment comes. Three solid tips to overcome the challenge of it being simple and easy. Thanks for what you do, and I'll see you on the rooftop.